welcome back to Too Smart for This. It's me, your host, Alexis Barber, back for a quick little solo episode to round out the first month of 2023. I really can't believe that I'm saying that, but it's the last week of January, and I gotta say, so much in my life has changed this past month, and so much, I mean, like, it's just such a weird time, I have to say. We'll get into a little life update, but welcome. I hope everyone has had a slow, a luxurious, a reflective start to the year. I think like according to the astrology, you guys know I'm a Chani Appstan. We weren't really supposed to like kick off this year until right now because we had two retrogrades up until last month or up until last week. So I think that this is when collectively we're all just going to start to be feeling a little bit more like, okay, we're getting into the year now. You know what I mean? I have a bunch of life updates for you guys. The last few solo episodes I've done have been a lot more focused on like giving you advice and focused on like self-development. But in this solo episode, I just want to chat. I want to chat life updates. I want to chat confidence. I want to chat self-love. And yeah, so we'll start with the life update if you guys just want to hear more like on confidence and self-love, you can skip through this part. Also, just DM me and let me know if you like life updates through the podcast. I've shared most of what I've shared so far on my YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, but I never know. Like, I can't really tell which followers and which listeners know what, you know? So I like to make sure I'm giving context every once in a while. So first of all, I had to move back to New York because I basically had to choose which office I was going to be at most often. And I would take a 20% pay cut if I moved to California. So I was like, girl, no. Luckily, my friends were actually moving to California that like at the well they're not there right now but they were actually moving to California and so they actually are taking over my lease and buying most of my furniture so I'm really happy that that worked out really well I just feel like that's very serendipitous and it reminds me that you know like the universe is always taking care of me and I'm meant to be back in New York right now people have asked like if I'm sad about that and I'm not really sad because I think one thing about me ever since I was younger, because I grew up in so much chaos, I always had to just believe, and also like my grandma definitely instilled this in me, that like everything is happening for a reason and I'm very adaptable, you know, like very adaptable. Like if something changes or something goes wrong, I can figure out how to like make the best of it pretty quickly without having, without being stressed. Like I feel like I just take what I'm given and like move on. And so I didn't really feel like sad when I had to say goodbye to LA because also I just hadn't been there for that long. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it y'all, but I moved back. Um, so now I'm in New York back to full time and I'm really adjusting to the busyness. I told you all before that that was kind of the reason that I was moving to LA was for that sort of slower, more health conscious, etc. lifestyle. And now that I'm back in New York, I'm just being reminded of how much it takes out of you. I, I'm loving it. And like, I'm just trying to fall in love with that instead of being critical and frustrated by it. Because like, for example, I just feel like my schedule f- like literally gets so busy here and, and like managing all of the asks of me as an influencer with all of the asks of me as a girlfriend, as a friend, as really anything, it, it gets kind of overwhelming sometimes. And I honestly just feel like, damn, like 
I don't know how I'm supposed to do all of this, but for example, my schedule today went like this. Wake up. I had a furniture delivery because I'm updating the New York apartment and Jeff was having a crisis at work. So I was helping him like with like a bunch of stuff. Then I feel like when you have a boyfriend, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but having a partner is very time consuming. And when you don't like actively live together, like you're going back and forth, like it can be a lot. So that took up my morning, but so I didn't get to do my morning routine. So I had to jump straight into work. Then after that, it's like I had to run to a lunch meeting with someone for something that I'm doing that's not related to work or creator stuff. As soon as that's over, went to a doctor's appointment. As soon as that's over, jumped into work meetings, came home, and now I'm here recording this podcast episode. And I'm just like, wow, like Jesus, like this is so much. Um, And I feel like I don't have time to relax. But I think what the issue is, is that I expect the world and like the universe to one day slow down and regulate. I think that was the subconscious expectation that I had for a long time. And what I decided to just do is embrace the fact that my life is going to be busy all of the time. It's never going to look the same every single day. And that in fact, the best thing to do is to just enjoy it like that and stop trying to make it something it's not. Like stop trying to regulate how my days are always going to go The only thing I can do is have a very strong morning and evening routine that are going to set me up for success and help me wind down and protect my peace. And then, of course, you guys know, I talk about this all the time, I have to have my one day a week where I do nothing. And I think as long as I have those things, I can get through any like busyness or a crazy week in New York, you know, where everything's changing and everything's happening and I'm being pulled in lots of different directions. I can still handle that. I just, you know, got to stop expecting it to one day straighten out because it never will. Like life is always going to be evolving and changing. And I think if any of you guys live in New York, you know that like New York, especially like there's constantly a new influx of things to do. You have a new group of people asking you to go places all the time. And that's why we love it. So like, instead of wishing that that was different, like embrace New York for what it is and love it for that. And then whenever it's time for me to slow down later in my life, then that's what I'll do. So that's exciting. In other news, uh, the Google layoffs were announced a little, almost a week ago now, by the time you're listening to this. And it came as a major shock, a major, major surprise. And it was really like, humbling, I must say. I woke up on Friday morning at like 6am and I was like, I'm just going to let myself sleep in, you know, like I just don't, I don't have anything pressing to do this morning and it's dark outside. And of course, the only thing on my phone was a New York Times notification that Google had laid off 12,000 people. I freaked out naturally and opened my phone, opened my email to see that like, of course, Sundar had sent us an email saying like, of course, this is what's happened. I couldn't figure anything else out because my manager was on West Coast time and I couldn't reach him. But I was like really confused and shocked. And the hardest part is we don't know who gets laid off. Like there's no list. There's no, it felt like there was really no rhyme or reason. So we just had to, I just like had to ping everyone I worked with. And if they answered, then that meant they were still had a job. And if they didn't answer, it meant they didn't. So it was really overwhelming for everyone. I feel, I said this 
in my TikTok, but I feel an overwhelming sense of grief for the fact that no matter what, like, of course you can be grateful you had a job, whatever. YouTube and Google will never be the same because we lost this sense of trust in our company. And also like we lost such incredible team members, you know? And so I just feel like it's, I think a lot of companies, like all companies are companies, but especially tech companies sort of market themselves. Like they are immune to, you know, toxic corporate culture. But this was just a reminder that like they really don't care about you because there's people who were laid off after being there for 15 years and they just not so much as an email, you know, and I know why they had to do that to protect customer data in case someone were to retaliate, but it still just felt like a slap in the face to all of those people. And so I feel really honestly, like I'm grateful for a job, of course, but it definitely has made me like you already know that like, I'm not really a corporate girl. Like I am much more interested and fulfilled by entrepreneurship and doing my own thing. So I think this just further reinforced that. So we'll see how long I last there. (laughs) Anyway, that was a big crazy thing that happened this past week. And another big crazy thing that happened this past week was I got my birth control removed. So I had been contemplating this for a really long time, pretty much ever since I got it inserted to be honest, girl. And I had the next one on implant in my arm for the first like year and a half. I literally bled every single day. Yeah. Horrifying. Disgusting. Skip this part. If you don't want to hear about hormones and birth control, it was just not good for me. Then a little bit after that, I started slowly putting on weight despite getting healthier. My periods never really regulated. The weight gain was annoying, but I was like, okay, cool. Like these are two symptoms that I can handle. And my doctor, when I would explain that these were frustrating me. She was like, if you have these symptoms like this, you're going to have these symptoms on pretty much any birth control that you're on. And I was like, cool, great. But then over time, things got worse with my mood. And starting, I would say in September, October, which is also, of course, subsequently around the time that I launched a business, I progressively started feeling more burnt out. And I thought it was just burnout. So I took some time off and I reset and I felt a lot better. But then over time, the mental clarity, the creativity, the excitement for life was still dwindling. And then I went to, obviously I'm in therapy, so I talked to my therapist about it and she was like, you have moderate to severe depression. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I really don't have time for that right now, so... No, um, but I just felt like it really wasn't me. I felt like my like being diagnosed with depression, I can I've I've had of course inklings of that. When I was in college, I was diagnosed with like really bad anxiety and depression. And I went on medication then, but the thing about that was like I was that was during a big transition period of my life, like when I was a freshman in college. I was put on medication. And I really didn't like how the medication made me feel. So after about six months, I went off of it. And I've just been like managing my own symptoms on my own since then. And so to have this come back like literally like six years later and be told that this was like what was like I was clinically diagnosed with depression, that really rocked me. Um, And it made me want to take my self-care and my health back into my own hands it feels embarrassing to admit. Oh, I'm not going to cry. Oh my God. It feels embarrassing to admit 
because, and I never, I never thought I would feel like this because my, I always felt like, I mean, obviously I have a whole podcast and a whole, a whole business dedicated to self-care and taking care of yourself and mental health and even though I was doing all my little routines and stuff like that, it still got me, you know, uh, and I still got the diagnosis. And so it's kind of the first time I'm really talking about it, which is why I think I'm emotional about it. But I feel like for so long, I've really wanted to be a for so long. I've wanted to be an example of being able to overcome so much and still be able to do all that you want to do and it was really devastating for me to just admit that I can't do it all and then I have to take a I have to be more intentional and more focused on myself and more intense with my self-care and self-reflection and my routines because what I was letting things go for the sake of just like trying to reach these goals at this pace because I felt so I mean I felt like I had to hit this pace of like the world you know it's like the Forbes 30 under 30 like you've got to get it all done super fast you've got to like make the most of your 20s make the most of the opportunities you have in front of you and so because of that pressure, I just, I did let things lack, you know? And like when launching the business, I did just do what you have to do as an entrepreneur sometimes and sacrifice your own mental health. But that is not how I want, that's not how it should be. And that's not what Two Collective and this podcast and the robes, that's not what they stand for. They don't stand for sacrificing your mental health for the sake of capitalism, you know? I think all of us get lost in that trap, obviously. However, that's not what I want it to be for the future. So I really had to take a step back and be like, I need to take care of myself. And so I think you all have seen that I've been way more intentional and like less robotic about what I post on social. I've been really, I've been working to get a new assistant. I've been working to get support in lots of different ways. And support for me has always been something that's really hard to ask for because I grew up, of course, with like people who, I don't know, I don't want to get into it, but like I struggled to ask for things and to admit when I was hurt and when I was frustrated. And I feel like, and and so that was the first step. It was like, reassessing my life, asking for support. And the second step is taking care of myself. And that for me looks like getting my birth control removed because first of all, of course, those two symptoms of weight gain and bleeding all the time and irregularity and frustration, that's one, two things that probably aren't contributing to my mood and my happiness. But when I got that depression diagnosis, I just knew that something was up with my hormones that were contributing to my mood being so sad. And so after having it out for a little bit, I've already just started to see improvements in my energy and my happiness. And I'm really taking my health seriously this year. I think my two 
words for the year are intention and well-being. Intention in that like I'm not going to do something unless it's bringing me joy. I'm not going to do something unless there's a clear reason and it's serving a purpose and it's helping people and helping myself or making me happy and well-being because you are nothing without your health and you're nothing without your well-being. And it was so hard for me to spend literally from like October to December that whole time. Like I had such wonderful people and around me. I had such great job opportunities and creator opportunities. And every day I would struggle to do the smallest task. And it, the, that's how I knew it wasn't me is because I was genuinely excited about all of the things that were in my life and I couldn't feel a spark of creativity even when I wanted to. And I, all I wanted to do was just numb my feelings the whole time. And like, it's just so frustrating because it feels so out of our control. But I know that like, you get through this, my therapist said, by just doing the next right thing. You slowly get through it and it's okay. And so I have had some things that are working for me that I'm going to share with you guys in future episodes that are going to be really, I think, helpful. But taking that step of balancing my hormones and getting back to like the true me is really helpful for me. And so tangibly, I read the books, Your Brain on Birth Control and in the flow. And those two really helped me with my decision to get off birth control because they helped me recognize like what it does to your body and what it does to your mind. And that there's so much power in cycle syncing and so much power in knowing your cycle. And that there's other ways to prevent pregnancy. Um, You guys know pregnancy is my number one biggest fear of all time. I'm the oldest of eight kids. Like, girl, there's no way. Like, I'm so scared of being pregnant. It makes me physically ill. Truly, like I actually have to take Xanax before I go to the doctor's appointment because to the gynecologist because I have a physical out of body experience of like I will start crying, like I'm hysterical, like it's so bad. So essentially, I made this decision and I'm gonna be completely off birth control for a while and just like figuring things out for myself. And I went to acupuncture today. That's something that is supposed to really help with hormone balancing. And so I'll keep you guys updated on whether that is something that works for me or not. But overall, I'm just like, I already feel like a cloud has been lifted. And although I feel busy and overwhelmed, and like I was saying in the beginning of the episode, like New York is super intense, I still also feel like I can have control and agency over it again. And I know and by knowing that like my routines and my non-negotiables are all that I have control over and that that's what I'm going to focus on and also just knowing that I have support for when I really can't handle things that's really made all the difference in terms of like moving forward and getting to a place where I can, you know, be happy again and be creative again and be excited about running my business and like I'm sitting here in the robe right now in the robe in in a two collective robe right now and I feel overwhelmed with gratitude and excitement that I was able to start this business and launch it while I was in one of the worst mental places of my life and still have so it reached so many people and so I'm excited to be able to grow the business from a place of love and from a place of genuine excitement rather than from the place that I was at, which it was really just like 
moving, I felt like I was just moving through a mountain every day. Like I'd been hit by a bus pretty much every day, you know? And so that is something I'm excited to do. I had wanted to talk about like self-love and self-confidence and stuff in this episode, but for the month of February, with the exception of next week's episode, which is our so special one with a guest that I've been wanting on the podcast for so, 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 so long. I'm going to be doing some solo episodes about how I'm healing, not just my hormones, not just my body, but my mind, my routines for for making it through like a really crazy time. We're going to talk finances. We're going to talk so much more. So I'm really excited for all that. I also just want to say like if you've experienced depression or burnout, I don't think I really had up until this point. I think most of my other mental health struggles had been anxiety related, but getting to this diagnosis here was, I mean, and it doesn't look the same for anybody, but you know, I got to say like, I am really grateful for your support while I went through this, but I'm also really empathizing and sending you so much love for if you've experienced this too. And I want you to know that like this, podcast and this and my presence as a creator I want to be like a great example for being able to be happy and healthy and go after what you want but never at the expense of your mental health and so I really um hope to be able to live that truth (laughs) for the next however long and it takes for me to improve on my mental health so I think that that's pretty much it. I think I do want to give you guys some book recommendations because I was asked about that on Instagram and some of these books have really helped me get through the past few months. So the first one is um, The Four Agreements. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's such a good book to come back to whenever you're feeling like the world is crashing in on you. But The Four Agreements, which just gives you great principles for life and reminds you like not to take anything personally, which is one of The Four Agreements. The next one is recent and new to me, which is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And um, Louise Hay is obviously super famous in the spirituality world, founder of Hay House, which publishes most of our favorite books that are related to spirituality. But You Can Heal Your Life was exactly what I needed. I think a lot of the self-help and spirituality books can be read by men like Dr. Wayne Dwyer and Deepak Chopra, but I found that this one was really what I needed when I heard it. I listened to it on Audible, by the way, while I was getting my lashes done. Uh, You Can Heal Your Life. That one just really helps me recognize that, like, of course, everything around us that manifests in our lives comes from, like, pretty much deep-rooted childhood trauma. Yay. But she gave really great ways on how to get out of that, and it was just really refreshing. The next one is... And then, of course, I've been listening to Abraham Hicks. I will, like, do that in the morning. Um, I like to put on, like, an Abraham Hicks from YouTube. And it's just, like, reminders of you can create your life, etc. You can figure things out on your own. And, like, I think just having positive media playing around me at all times really helps me feel better because there's so I, I'm very sensitive to media I'm very sensitive to what I watch on tv like it'll always show up in my dreams and stuff like that 
So I try to have that in the background at all times so that like even when I'm like subconsciously absorbing things, it can be positive. And then the most recent book that I just finished is The Power of Intention by Wayne Wayne Dyer. And it was really, really helpful for me because of course I had decided on my own without knowing that book existed, that intention was going to be my word of 2023, just being way more intentional with the way I live my life. Because I was running on a rat race before, like I'm just going to do all these things because I'm supposed to and because I have to and so that I can be as successful and perfect as possible. But the power of intention really reminds us that like there's no need to do all that, girl, you know, and it dives into setting intentions and tangible ways to get to that like dream state that you hope to be in without, of course, you know, sacrificing what you really want. So that those are a few book recommendations that have been helping me through this time. Audible is my best friend. I have all my books on Audible and on um, and in f- paper form because I'm, a, I'm just crazy like that. And other things I've been doing are watching lots of Bravo. <laughs> so yeah, but Um, I'm going to come back at you guys with some more solo episodes about self-love and what it really means to take care of yourself in the month of February, which I know is a crazy month for everybody. And then um, look out for next week's episode because it is a fabulous, incredible one with, like I said, a dream guest and you all are going to love it. And thank you also for so much love on the past few episodes. I also have to say, if you have been liking really anything that we've got going on, please leave us a review. It really helps the show grow. And I really want the show to be highlighted as, as an episode for Black History Month. We're coming up on Black History Month and it would really mean a lot to me if we could grow the listenership of the show. So please send this to someone who you think would like it. Share the show on Instagram if you're ever listening. And obviously don't ever forget that We are sponsored by Two Collective, which is my line of luxury bathrobes. You can pick one up with the discount code PODCAST15 if you want 15% off a Two Collective Two Cozy Robe. You can get yourself for the holidays. It's going to be Valentine's Day, which is my favorite holiday of the year, guys. My favorite holiday ever. I got a manicure with cute little hearts on it for Valentine's Day, and I'm so excited. With all that being said, thank you guys for listening. This episode did not go how I thought it was going to go, but I think it was pretty honest about how I've been doing. So... I love you so much, and don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Too Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.